Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Greetings, Grapple fans. Uh, it is the return of the Pro Wrestling Index podcast right here on the Anfield Index podcast channel. Yeah, it's episode 99. Sticker flaking us, we're cold as ice. How's about that one, Guy Drinkle? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good to be back, Andy. It's good to be back after our... It's not even a summer break, is it? It was more, it was more than the summer. <laughs> Well, initially it was kind of like a World Cup break because yeah. I, I think as well, the, I think the last time we we did a podcast, we said, look, we'd probably give it two, three weeks because um, the TV was so uninspirational, uh, and it really was. It was a bit of a drudge. And then there's the World Cup, and and I think maybe we all just needed a little bit of a break. And the way well, TV's gone, you didn't help either. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think kind of the the way some of the TV's been going, some people just feel like having a permanent break from uh, from WWE uh, completely. So um, yeah, we we've had our break. We feel refreshed, and now we're ready. We're back, and we're ready to go. Um, before we get into it, though, a quick words uh, on the oh, really really. Sad news this week. Um, the the passing of Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Now, as as someone a bit older and I've been a wrestling fan since I don't, around about eighty nine ninety time, uh, Jim Nightheart for me obviously was was one half of the Heart Foundation with Bret the Hitman Heart. Uh, they were my favourite tag team. I love tag team wrestling mostly because of the Heart Foundation and Demolition. Uh, I love that era. Uh, and, and the anvil was just, was just iconic for me, an iconic figure. I, I was a huge Bret Hart fan just because he's about the best thing I've ever seen in the ring in terms of pure wrestling. But the anvil was a part of that team. The anvil was, was unique. He was different. Uh, the goatee, the laugh. Uh, and it's, it's really, really sad news, you know, to, to be passing away at the age of 63. Uh, and obviously not just, you know, fans losing, losing an iconic, um, an iconic figure but also you know so so many connections still within the industry and obviously on the roster right now still his daughter Nat, uh, natalia nightheart so um condolences and and thoughts with, with everyone connected it's uh, sad news and I, I guess guy for yourself it, jim nightheart was it was a bit before you really got into watching wrestling yeah absolutely i mean looking back obviously the uh heart foundation's obviously a big part of 
probably the generation before mine, and, and I, I've only heard of the uh, feuds between them, Demo- Demolition and uh, the Road Warriors, was it? Um, so they were proper pioneers of the uh, tag team division. Um, a bit before my time, but I mean, the the legacy long-standing of them, uh, of him as well, personally. And obviously, d- during the time we lost... Um, Brian Christopher Lawler as well, also known as Grandmaster Sexy, didn't we? Um, yes, during our we high did. Years, so I thought I'd bring him up as well because he was probably he, a, big, a bigger part of my childhood, and it's a it's a miss. Obviously, Jerry Lawler's um, tributes have been in there in there as well. Um, during yeah, our tra- high years. Yeah, is it tragic that I mean, for a guy who's you know only a few years older than myself it's uh, it's quite frightening the amount of um, the amount of wrestlers who've died in their 40s it's it's quite scary yeah absolutely it's a, it's a brutal it's a brutal business i mean people say it's fake and shit and obviously it's obviously scripted but it, it it's probably the most taxing profession in in the world it has to be i mean you're pretty much doing being a stunt act for some people go 30, 40 years in this in this industry, and it, it, it's just mental. Yeah, it certainly takes its toll on on many many people. Uh, another one that we lost uh, over the past couple of weeks as well, Nikolai Volkov. Uh, again, probably yeah. before your time, a guy. But I do recall him. Um, you know, as as back in the you know the late eighties, as that um, that that gimmick, you know, the Russian gimmick. Uh, such a cliche thing, but then, you know, became the guy who embraced being in America and all that. And, and behind the scenes, though, known as one of the, uh, the kindest, nicest, most gentle, uh, genuine and, and gentle people that you could meet. So, uh, another sad passing. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's the nature of the business. Unfortunately, there, there are, there are some that go, you know, with a good age, but predominantly there's a lot of go, a lot of uh, a lot of guys go prematurely. So uh, thoughts, condolences with anyone connected with uh, with those we've lost. But uh, well, back on to to things this weekend because it is a huge weekend of action, guy. We've got NXT Takeover Brooklyn, and then we've got SummerSlam. Um, so that's Saturday and Sunday, two massive shows. And we'll get into the card in a moment, but I've got to say straight off the bat, if NXT TakeOver does not significantly overshine SummerSlam, either A, TakeOver will have been very disappointing in my estimations, <laughs> or B, SummerSlam will have massively over-delivered. Yeah, that's a perfect way of putting it. I mean, just getting up the uh, million match card for SummerSlam, uh, 13 matches, and pretty much we just went half of it crap <laughs> and uh, we we got up the NXT one and just went yeah that's going to be good <laughs> um so yeah i mean i fully agree with you it's a it's a common theme nowadays isn't it that NXT's pretty much just overshadows everything that the main roster does i mean wrestlemania pretty much the last well ever since takeover's been a thing before wrestlemania and in SummerSlam, it's always overshadowed it so i don't see anything changing it changing whilst probably the best feud one of the best feuds ever <laughs> is happening on nxt really so yeah it's it's um it, it's, a, it's a losing battle for the main roster this 
Yeah, it's, it's certainly with NXT, it's, it's always a case of quality over quantity. Uh, and that's the thing, you know, you've mentioned there, SummerSlam, 13 matches, including the pre-show, you know, 13 matches, that's a lot, you know, to, to, and it's the same with obviously with WrestleMania, the two biggest cards of the year, they like to get just about everybody on there. Uh, and sometimes it's just so much coming at you that, that you lose something. Uh, whereas NXT, they keep it, the takeover shows, they keep them to five matches. Uh, and I think there's something to be learned from that. Perhaps, you know, condensing some of these uh, main roster main, um, pay-per-view cards down a little bit and just focusing more on the quality and making them feel a that little bit more special. A bit like they, they used to feel special and they've lost that specialness. They're almost like just an extension of the TV program, whereas takeover shows do have a special feel to them. Uh, and you've, I know you've, you've mentioned there, you know, we, we're going to have Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, but we've got other stuff in there. It's there's and it's been built quite nicely over the over the weeks. I mean, first one up the women's championship, Shayna Baszler, Kyrie Sane. Um, I, I don't expect this match to be anything significantly special because I think Shayna Baszler's still quite limited. But I think they've built this quite nicely. There's a nice little story going here, and and I do think it will be an interesting match. Yeah, I mean, I've not seen too much of Kyrie Sane. I mean, admittedly, I haven't watched their first match from the final of the May Young Classic. Um, I really should go back and watch that. Um, but no, I mean, I've not been too impressed with Shayna Baszler since she's became champion. Um, obviously, from a storytelling point of view, I think she's kind of worked as, as, as pretty much the bully. I mean, not not Ryback <laughs> type, but an absolute, this is an absolute arsehole type. Um, she, she seems to do that perfectly, and um, Karigsan is a, a pirate. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, I, I think I heard good stuff about the, the final, final in the May Young tournament, so hopefully there is something in it, but I think I said it on the last one um, we did, I think Shayna Baszler really needs a good match. I mean, I'm not expecting five-star matches and stuff like that, but I think you just need to hit heights of why... It, it, it's tough to hit the heights of Asuka and before that when it was Bailey and Sasha and stuff like that, but it, if you just get a three- or four-star match, that, that'll do me. I'm not, I'm not expecting five-star plus. Um, but I, I think you just need a good, competent match because some, some of the Shayna Baszler matches have just been a bit silly and a bit stupid for me. Yeah, she she is quite limited. She is slowly developing and improving, but obviously the the so they've got to protect her and present her in a certain way. So they've been smart in the way that they're using us more mm-hmm. of a storyline than anything else. So yeah, I think it might be an interesting match because Carrie Saint is a really good worker, and we'll, we'll see what what becomes of that. Uh, next one, not one there, Velveteen Dream versus EC3. Now Velveteen Dream, obviously he's got um, that X factor about him. He really has got a special special ingredient to him he's you know he's going to be a major star and he's he's already got the people really really around him ec3 he can talk he looks good you know talking about himself in that top one percent there must be like about 10 million wrestlers out there if he's in the top one percent because i've got to say personally i've not been impressed with what i've seen in the ring from him well he's not he's not made the only time he's been on a takeover card was that ladder match, wasn't it? And he didn't really have an opportunity to shine in that. And he, he missed the last one, so that's probably a, a good way of highlighting it. He's not been in good enough form or storyline why he's not had a, a moment to be on a, a takeover in a singles match. And 
it's um, probably disappointing for me because he obviously came from TNA. I'm, I'm, I didn't watch it, but he was obviously Ethan Carter the Third, which was obviously the, the nephew of the owner or something like that. So he was obviously a big star on that for a time, uh, and he seemed to make a few waves in in uh, the Indies and stuff like that. So him coming to NXT seems to have just struggled to settle in and get that shine back. Maybe he's just. I'm not sure, he's not. He's probably not the best worker, but maybe, let's see what he does with a good story, but unfortunately I think this match is, it, this is probably one of the matches that's to calm the crowd down a bit, because you've, you've obviously got the main event of Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano, which is going to be fire, and the tag team division's always mint on NXT, and Adam Cole Ricochet, I know we're going to go through it, I'll kind of just spoil half the show, but anyway, <laughs> but Adam Cole versus Ricochet, spoiler, spoiler, yeah, spoiler, yeah. Adam Cole versus Ricochet is obviously going to be fire, so there's, I don't want to say low point, but there's going to be something that's not going to be five stars, so these, these lads are going to have to put on their matches of their lives to hang with the rest of the card, so... I'm I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not expecting it to shine in what is a stacked card. But I think I really like Velveteen Dream, as you said. I fully agree. He he has the potential to be one of the, to to be a generational talent, and obviously being homemade homemade from WWE, it's probably something they they want as well, rather than having indie stars and stuff. Um, so that's important to them, and I think EC3, character wise, I think he's good. Um, but. Yeah. I haven't seen enough of them to comment on in-ring stuff, so I'll be interested to see, but I'm not expecting them to steal the show. Yeah, I, I mean, I've got to say that because they keep the show down to around about the two-hour mark, everyone kind of, kind of gets the opportunity to really sort of shine, rather, you know, not quite in the format they do want, you know, with the, the main roster where you do, like you say, you know, you do need these lulls because people just need mental breaks. So it'd be interesting. It will be interesting to see how they perform. Um, Adam Cole Ricochet, you've mentioned it. That's going to be for the NXT North American Championship. I'm expecting nothing less than an absolutely sensational match between these two because both these both these guys can go. Uh, and Ricochet is just spectacular. However, this ends up, you know, I, I'm half expecting uh, Adam Cole to to retain the title. I, I just think this is going to be enormous fun and, and even has the potential of stealing the show. Uh, and considering we've got Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano coming up, that's that's that could be quite something. Yeah, I mean, you you putting them in the same bracket or potential same bracket as them two speaks volumes of how good these two are. I mean, you, you've probably seen more of Ricochet than me, but Adam Cole is just absolute money. <laughs> he, he is so good. He looks like he can do both face and heel. He's excellent in the ring. I mean, it's just a shame his matches have been overshadowed by Champer and Gargano. I mean, remember that match um, with Alistair Black? I think it was the No Holds Barred or whatever the hell name it was given. That that was probably one of the matches, one of the best matches I've seen. <laughs> it was overshadowed. Um, so, yeah, I think these two have the potential to match the main event, which just speaks volumes. I mean, Ricochet... Who, who did he fight on the last takeover? Was it Velveteen? Was it was Velveteen, yeah. yes. Yeah, that was good as well. So, Ricochet's had a good promising start on it, on his takeover, and this match has got the potential to rocket them to the next level, and I think this is the first televised 
defence of the, the or takeover defence of the North American Championship. So that'll be quite interesting because Cole obviously was uh, injured or whatever for the last one. Um, so it'll be quite interesting to see how it goes. But both of these are just obviously elite workers, and um, I think Adam Cole will keep it because, he'd, as I said, he's not really had too long with it and not had too much to do with it. And um, I quite like this. Obviously, we'll get to the tag team. I quite like the UK versus US thing going on at the minute. So I think there's something more to come out of that from the singles point of view as well. Yeah, it's uh, that's it. Adam Cole's been described as the coolest guy in wrestling, and and yeah, there's there's definitely something there. So it's uh, yeah, I I kind of I'm leaning into what you're saying there. You know, I think he'll retain, and, and I think that's as much as anything just to set up if Ricochet is going to win it, we're going to have a bit of a chase going on. It's it's always good for the uh, the babyface to chase the heel. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you mentioned there, the undisputed era, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong defending the tag team titles against Mustache Mountain, Talibate and Trent Seven. Again, this could be a cracking match. I mean, they've already had a couple of really, really good matches. All the guys can work in here. Tyler Bate is a, is a special talent. He just needs to obviously develop the, the charisma side of it and the talking side of it, but you know, working wise, the the guy's a phenomenon for his age. He's 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 he is an incredible worker for his age. A kind of going on in the background to this, we've got the War Raiders as mm. well. So I was half expecting to see a triple threat yeah, tag team title match. So I I kind of half expecting them to get involved in some way, uh, and maybe that's how we'll get the outcome. But some kind of involvement with uh, War Machine. So it's. This is the thing, you know, the tag team division is is constantly being sort of reinvented and reinvigorated and and, and made to feel interesting. And it's a bit more, there's more effort put into it than the, the main roster, I feel. Yeah, I think that's an important point you brought up there at the end. There's absolutely just complete difference to the main roster tag team division than this. This is always fresh, it's new. I mean, you talked about the... The War Raiders there, or War Machine. I mean, War Raiders sounds a bit stupid, doesn't it? <laughs> um, I forgot what I was calling them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they yeah, were War Machine, now they're called yeah, War Raiders, yeah, is it? Something like that. Something like that. I keep, oh, yeah, I forget. Yeah. It's always fresh and stuff. I mean, we'll obviously get to the Summer Sam card, but I mean, on SmackDown, we're seeing um, the Bludgeon Brothers versus the New Day, whilst kind of crapping on all of the new tag teams on the SmackDown division. It's like, ah, oh, that's cool, that's new. I've not seen that for the last few pay-per-views. Um, so, yeah, it's just... I know there's obviously gaps between takeovers compared to pay-per-views, but um, the the tag team division's always a highlight, and that, that's why the tag team division on... on um, NXT pretty much gets its own gets its own takeover with um, war games, doesn't it? That pretty much just speaks volumes of how good the tag team division is. Um, and undisputed era, obviously they've had their injury problems and, and freshened it up with Roderick Strong whilst um, Bobby Fish is out. Um, and, and it's just worked brilliantly. Um, that stable's done brilliantly, and Mustache Mountain. It's always good to see the British lads doing because I I thought when they announced that there's going to be UK shows and stuff, I thought it'd be pretty much a side show, and I thought like the UK Championship would just be pretty much something that you bring up every couple of months, every six months or so. But no, I think it's been I think it's been really brilliant, and you see Mustache Mountain, um, 
Pete Dunne and everyone else, they are becoming stars on NXT. And you could really see them being being something. But I think Undisputed Era needs to keep the title because as a stable, I think it's just brilliant. And I'd like to see them push on as a group. The Wall Raiders thing's quite interesting because they're just massive. <laughs> horrible bastards aren't they? <laughs> well, that, uh, so they you would imagine that yeah. yeah you would imagine that's what's next to come though wouldn't yeah. you yeah. that that this is really uh, you know we're, we're working towards undisputed era and war raiders that that's what we're, mm. we're most likely looking towards and you get the technical I, wrestling of them versus the absolute monstrosity <laughs> I mean, yeah i think it, it's obviously a similar dynamic to what um AOP versus the revival, isn't it? So that'll be quite interesting. I mean, they they put on absolute clinics back in the day, um, and, and DIY and stuff. So if it gets back to that level, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that happy days. But I haven't seen much of War Raiders, but it'll be quite interesting to see how they're involved. I'd, I'd hope they won't piss about in the match too much, but maybe if it just sets up the feud for the next one after the match, it'll work quite well. Yeah, there's actually a nice uh, video package um, was on, I think it was last week's uh, NXT, maybe in a week before, uh, kind of introducing you to them a little bit more, giving you more of their background, how they came together and some of the work that they've done. Uh, and, and I thought that was that was an, that was a good little thing just to give you a bit more insight. Obviously, hardcore wrestling fans already knew all about them, as is the way with NXT, they like to bring in. You know, established indie stars. So uh, I think it was quite smart, and, and I do think it's the slow build towards really putting a rocket uh, underneath those guys. So that just leaves um, NXT Championship, which is now Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano. Now, obviously, uh, it was only a few weeks ago that uh, Tommaso Ciampa beats Alistair Black for the title, uh, non Well, sorry, it was just on NXT TV, not uh, you know a non takeover match. Uh, surprised that they do it, that they they switch the title in such a way. But I guess that they did it before with some more Joe. So it's it's one of them things where they occasionally like to throw a little surprise in, so it's not too predictable. Uh, but we initially had Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano and Alistair Black as a triple threat. Uh, an injury to Alistair Black means he's no longer part of this match. Now, personally, Guy, I actually thought that what we were seeing here was a transition and this is, this was going to be, you know, uh, John, uh, Alistair Black's sort of farewell match and we'd probably see him, mm. uh, move on to the main roster and get totally misused and end up wrestling, um, I don't know, Ty mm. Dillinger in the mid card somehow. Tag team <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, we'll yes, get to that. <laughs> yeah. They, they will totally, he will get moved up and he'll get misused and they'll all, the effort and the shine and, and the what's been built into making him such a special talent and look so special and be presented in such a really clever way on NXT will be totally destroyed within about three months of being on either Raw or SmackDown oh, yes. because they, they're certainly bloody good at that. But anyway, right. First thing, for, do you think that Alistair Black is going to make that move or do you think we we might have to wait a few months for that and... What about this then? Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano is finally for the NXT title. Um, let's start with Alistair Black then. I think it, it depends how big his injury is, I suppose. Um, I've not seen how, how long he's rumoured to be out for, but obviously they did that um, sneak attack angle, I think, on NXT. So maybe the, if it's only a short-term injury, but they needed something for the uh, takeover match, maybe they're just setting up to 
put over someone new or something like that. Um, obviously, they've left it so open, any anything can happen. So maybe he has Sami Zaynish, where he kind of has one more one more match to put someone over, and then off he goes or something like that. But if he's back before WrestleMania or, or well in advance of WrestleMania, I'm not sure how long it's meant to be. But I imagine Alistair Black is probably on on the goodbye tour now. I mean, you don't people don't go from losing the NXT title. Um, to to stay on NXT, though, let's be honest. I mean, I think the only ones who've won it multiple times was like Joe, Finn, and Nakamura, or something like that. Um, so yeah, I think his future's on the main card, unfortunately for him. <laughs> um, but in terms in terms of the main event, yeah, um, I think unfortunately it did need that third wheel. I, I quite like the dynamic of a, of a triple threat, and I thought it was quite nicely built with um. With how uh, Tommaso Ciampa won the championship, I think the triple threat would have added something else to the to the feud, and uh, have another dance partner. It's always good, especially someone who's as good as Alistair Black. But no, I mean they're pretty much just going through every brutal <laughs> type of match in the WWE playbook. Um, last man standing, it, it, it's going to be it's going to be brilliant. I think just the only worry for me is that having these two. Um, main event, so many takeovers in a row. I don't. I'm not saying it's going to get stale, but maybe it just needed that added ingredient to refresh in the feud. But no, last man standing match. It, it's going to be brutal in 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 the good sense of the word. It, it's going to be fantastic. I mean, I, I saw this. I saw this on Twitter, but this match would be perfect for Hell in a Cell. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if NXT could fit a Hell in a Cell, but. Um, Maybe that's the way to go when they eventually get on the main card. But yeah, um, the, these two lads—they're gonna stay. They're gonna be awesome again. And um, I, I, I am disappointed Alistair Black's not there. But at the same time, I know this is gonna be a, a, an eight-star match. So happy days. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I fully agree with you. I think, I think that added ingredient of the third man would have would have freshened it up and made it a bit different and it is it's going to be so hard for them to to uh, you know to match some of the you know to to match the heights that they've already had with some of the some of those uh, matches in, in the last couple of takeovers i mean they've just win, Andy? i i think Tommaso Ciampa will keep it i i hmm. think do you think he'll move I on think, to someone new afterwards yeah well what i think is uh, it's just a theory, obviously, but I, I think Johnny Gargano becoming champion will be the culmination of, um, you know, the the underdog story. And I think it was so close to happening with uh, Andrade Cien Almas mm. that it was it was almost set that it it couldn't quite happen. So it was all, you know, you, to the point where the crowd are begging. It's almost like a Daniel Bryan story again. They're begging for it to happen to the point where eventually it does and. When it does, it, it's you know it feels like such a culmination that it's a really special moment rather than yeah he's just done it. So I, I would imagine for, personally, I think Tommaso Ciampa will keep it, and if Johnny Gargano is to become champion, I think they'll hold back to possibly the takeover at some of the like Mania. They'll really sort of hold it mm. back because you got to think it's Triple H behind behind the scenes controlling things here you know it's a guy with the old school wrestling mentality of the storylines and everything else he's really smart and and the way nxt is being presented over over the past few years the vast majority of it has been absolutely on point so personally that's just what i think might well happen 
No, I agree. I think it'd be the clever move to keep Tommaso Ciampa as champion because if 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 Johnny Gargano wouldn't obviously be a rematch and having that main event four takeovers in a row is probably a bit too much. Um, obviously, the plan for this one was a triple threat to kind of add add, add a refresher for uh, to freshen up the feud. Um, and I, I don't think you could really set that up now. I think the way they did it with Alistair Black was perfect. Uh, they can't really do that now, so I think Champa should keep it, and then uh, I'm not sure who he could face. I mean, <laughs> that's probably for another show, isn't it? Who he could face, but there'll be there'll be a face in the company he could he could fight pretty pretty easily. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that they'll set something up along the way because they are very smart. And look, like you've mentioned, it will be fantastic. We know this match will deliver. Uh, whether it be quite as good as their previous encounters, who knows? That would be very difficult, but we know it'd be brilliant. And hopefully Mauro's back for this on commentary. We missed him. Yes. Time. Yeah, he's been back on TV, so hopefully Good. will be. Um, fully oh, expect there is, this. There is boxing on again, which I think he was at last time. So hopefully he's not doing that that crap again. Yeah, let's let's hope so because he'd certainly add something to it. Uh, I totally expect you know brilliant match. Think it'll be an excellent event. And like we said, you know, if it doesn't outshine SummerSlam, either something's gone wrong or SummerSlam has majorly, majorly over-delivered. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, speaking of SummerSlam, let's let's do it then, guy. Let's let's get on to it. Um, I, we we won't sort of shake down every match because there's just too many. Ones out the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and it's well, it feels awful saying that, but your pre-show. Um, where are we? The Cruiserweight Championship, Cedric Alexander versus Drew Gulak. Look, I, I, I fully expect it to be a good match. Two good workers. Cedric Alexander for me is an excellent worker, and he could be something a little bit special, but. Two or five. I have not watched this since no. before WrestleMania, and I've I've had no inclination to do so. So it it just yeah, it's a shame. It is a shame. I know it's a, it's weird, isn't it? I mean, maybe there's just too much TV on, isn't it? Maybe when SmackDown goes to Friday, it'll help a bit. Maybe I don't know. I th- I think 
but I've always said this and I stick by it. I think the cruiserweight uh, division, sure, whatever, needs to be at full sail uh, alongside NXT. If they combine them two to make it a, what, an hour and a half show or something like that? Uh, NXT, if, I, I think work. even just, but for me, just filming at the same place because yeah. smaller, smaller venue, tighter crowd, more hardcore crowd, I think you just get a better, you get a more interesting product because the crowd will be more bought into the, the cruiserweights because, you know, and, and, for, and stop, you know, and don't make it about the, a mini version of, of the Raw and SmackDown type product that we're seeing on TV, then more of an NXT type product. And for me, I think it'll, it'll garner more interest. Uh, and people will watch it more, but that's that's yeah. that's my theory anyway. Yeah, I think it'll be a good match though. I think I've not really watched it, but I know both are obviously excellent workers because everyone on Two or Five Live is. <laughs> Let's yeah. be honest. Um, I think Drew Gulak may win, but that's not from me watching any of Two or Five Live. I think that's because of all the stuff that came out with Cedric Alexander's Twitter account, uh, which was dug up. So normally, when stuff like that happens, people tend to lose their titles, so maybe Drew Gulak's <laughs> yeah. the one to go. Obviously, Drew Gulak was getting um, popular before the the rejig, wasn't he? Um, so maybe Drew Gulak gets to get run with the title. I mean, they haven't really had a heel champion uh, for a while now, I think. Um, yeah, since before Mania and all that sort of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, let's yeah. not go there. Yeah, let's not yeah. go back there. Yeah. That, uh, so, yeah, it could be interesting. Right, Rusev and Lana versus um, Andrade Cien Almas and Zelina Vega. Um, I hate mixed tag matches. They're usually yep. pretty brutal. Uh, the fact that Lana is brutal in the ring and Zelina Vega, I, I think she's fairly capable, but I haven't seen too much. Obviously, we know Rusev and and, uh, and Andrade Cien Almas can go, but I don't expect this to be anything more than um, popcorn terrible storyline show match yeah unfortunately it's it's, it's a shame it is a shame yeah yeah uh, it's just i think it's just all wrong isn't it i mean if if this was rusev versus almas i think that'd be good obviously they've done it on tv a bit but um, too comedy yeah too much comedy now yeah it's not great um it They've ruined Rusev from being probably the most popular person. That's annoying. <laughs> and Almas is obviously a brilliant heel, and they've kind of brought him up to SmackDown. Didn't use him for ages, and now he's Stone yeah. Cold. Not, yeah, they've, not, not they've good forgot. Stone Cold. <laughs> no, 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 no. They they brought him up and forgot that they brought him up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Same with Sanity this is Lan, a, actually on the card either. Yeah, exactly. This is this is my fear when it when it comes to um, talent moving on from NXT to the main roster. They just don't use them effectively. Um, talking of comedy as well, we've got the B team, both Dallas and Curtis Axel, defending the Raw tag team titles against the Revival. Um, I hate the way that Revival have been cast aside and it, almost got, forgotten about. It's and got better recently, though. Yeah, I just... Bit. Uh, but uh, this, this is either the nail in the coffin or the start of something awesome. Well, uh, let's hope it's the start of something. The, I think it'll be yeah. the nail in the coffin. Well, yeah, I, I'm sadly I'm inclined to agree because they love a bit of comedy and I hate doing comedy with uh, prestigious titles. And for me, I'm, I like, as I said at the, the, the start of the show, look, I'm a, I'm a long-term tag team wrestling fan. I like it. I like the way that NXT makes it 
um, seems special and significant. Here it's a comedy routine, and I hate that the tag titles are a prop for a comedy routine team. Um, just yeah. Anyway, right. As speaking of terrible comedy on the on the main card, Finn Balor, Baron Corbin, total waste of Finn Balor, um, Baron Corbin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, yeah. I like it's his just new noises. character. I like his new character, but he should not be in a match. On no, and he's not. He's not a particularly good worker. The, no. the name. To be, fair, to be fair. To be fair, the match. At, was it? What was the last paper? Extreme. Rules? God. God knows. Whatever it was, their match was actually quite good. But mm. we've seen it. Yeah, we've seen and, it a million the times. Ha- the feud hasn't progressed at all. No, so I don't no, care. it's <laughs> it's no. just stupid. I think th- this is actually the pee brick of the main card. Yeah, they're, they're just doing terrible things with Finn yeah. Balor. You know, yeah. you've got I, a. I unique... think it'll be a good match, but yeah, it's a waste of Finn Balor and yeah, Baron yeah. Corbin. I like his new character, but he shouldn't be on SummerSlam. No. He should be forced. He should be forced to come out in a an old fashioned English policeman's uniform with a hat. <laughs> Big tall hat for calling him constable. Well, might as well be fighting in a bloody suit for God's sake. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> Jesus, it's just a dreadful. Uh, we've got Daniel Bryan versus the Miz. Obviously, this is this is a weird one because obviously we know Daniel Bryan is just insane, insanely brilliant. The Miz is a good talker. I'm yeah. not such a big fan of him in the ring. This is a a, a match that was built. You know, slowly over time, the foundations for this were put in place a long time ago. It should it should be bigger than it is, but I almost feel like it's kind of got lost because there's so much happening. I, I think one of the one of the things is it's obviously on SummerSlam and there's no title involved. Like some people have said, this feud didn't need title, and I could I could see I could see why people would say that. On a smaller pay-per-view, but this is a pay-per-view where you've got Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the millionth time, which is going to be crap. But we'll get to that. You've got AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe, which is a dream match. You've got Ronda Rousey probably winning the title in a dream match, and and Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins has been on fire. This is this probably should be main event worthy, whether it had the the mid-card title involved or the the main title involved on on the show. This could have been built into something much bigger than it was. I'm not saying it should have main evented WrestleMania or something like that, but obviously Daniel Bryan's probably going to get the main title back at some point because it's too popular not to. And I think them two for the for the WWE title. I know you don't like the Miz, but it's a feud that's built for eight years or whatever they said on on um, on SmackDown. Yeah, in reality, it's been built for about a year and a half. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, since probably since that uh, talking smack thing. Right, yeah. To be honest, but it, it, it's it's been well built since that moment. It's been well teased, and ever since he came back, we knew it was going to happen. But I would have liked it for the main title, whether it was some not Survivor Series because they obviously fight each other on different shows. But if it was one of the bigger, smaller pay per views, if you get what I mean, whether Hell in a Cell, maybe it, it probably could do that. Um, but I, think I, I think I think Survivor Series is a good shout, actually. You know, because you have so they, many they, they of them. Fight, they normally fight. Like yeah, the but they do. Like but WWE, then, don't they? yeah, they they can have all that, but then they could have this as as a marquee match. And mm. I, I've got to say, look, I'm one of I'm one of them people who said I don't think this 
match does need a title. I think the first time they face each other like this, there's enough build in there that it doesn't need the title as well. Mm. I think maybe in, in terms of a follow-up, you know, they, they have this match, they go, one of them gets a title, and then they come back and it's again, you know, they're fighting each other, then it's for a title. You know what I mean? So the, the first time... There's, par- there's parallels to Gargano and Champa, isn't there? Obviously not as personal, not as well-built, but there is there is kind of parallels as maybe this is the starting point. And obviously now they've got the NXT title involved. Maybe I'd I'd guess Brian would win. Maybe he goes on to fight Joe eventually, and then it can kind of build from there if he beats Joe or something like that. Like it's a possibility, that, yeah. for example. It's a possibility. Or another one is is you know you mentioned a mid a mid sort of cut uh, title. Yeah. You know, what about the United States Championships? I mean, we've got Shinsuke. Oh, we've got Shinsuke. Yeah. Shinsuke's <laughs> defending the title against Jeff Hardy, but and it almost feels like a nothing match in a way because mm. Jeff Hardy is embroiled in a feud with Randy Orton, who's doing some things that turn my stomach, pulling his ear and stuff, which makes me feel ill. Uh, it's quite brutal. It's effective television. It is effective. So you've got Randy Orton in the background that makes you think that this is not going to last long and Orton's going to mm. be involved. And, we, you know, Shinsuke keeps the title. So maybe it's it's Daniel Bryan versus Shinsuke. You know, a, a dream match for us all. You know, we yeah. can see that happen. And then we've got the Miz and Daniel Bryan fighting over a title. So it's, mm. you know, and, and you know, it's Daniel like Bryan... Miz versus Ziggler on steroids, isn't it? <laughs> well, I'd say with this for the Miz, you know, in terms... I, I don't think he's a main eventer, but in terms of the mid, mid, uh, t- mid-card mid title, I think he does help elevate it. And he helps, mm. he, you know, he really does lay on for that and he helps that title because he's he, he makes it that title feel special whereas i think at the main event level you don't need to do that the title is already special so it's i i think there's there's definitely value in that in the future so i mean do you expect nakamura to just to retain in probably five minutes or whatever with, with jeff hardy then um yeah uh i think so because i think the way that well, I'm I'm surprised it's just not a triple threat match. Firstly, I think that's probably the best way to start. Um, yeah, it's been a weird one because obviously Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton looks like the natural way, but is that worth the US title? Probably not. I think it's been good enough on its own, to be honest. Um, and obviously the stuff about Randy Orton getting investigated into may, maybe. Maybe they're going to put a cooler on that. Um, he wasn't on TV much this week. He was just kind of stood there doing that. Um, so I think Chin will win. And I think he... he It's pretty safe what you can do with Nakamura. You can either... If 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 Orton gets suspended or whatever, you can obviously continue with Jeff if needs be. Or as you say, he can move on to any face on SmackDown pretty comfortably. And I think Daniel Bryan's a good shout. So yeah, I think Chin I- will win. Yeah, I, I think not. Yeah, it it helps the United States Championship. Um, probably helps Shinsuke as well fighting someone like Daniel Bryan. Them two could have incredible chemistry. I think <laughs> Daniel Bryan pre- be prepared to do some unreal things, uh, and and it just helps helps everything along the way. So, uh, women's championship, uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship, Carmella defending against Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair. Um, I'm not particularly interested in this match. I've got to say. Mm. Uh, I've really not liked Carmella as champion. She's so, so limited. 
the the way that they sort of used Asuka. Imagine um, if this was Asuka versus Becky just, Lynch versus Jesus. Charlotte Flair. Exactly, Imagine. and that that's that's and that's that's really my thing is we would have a completely different dynamic because then we would we'd know we would have a kick-ass match rather than we've got two workers. And and a screamer who talks and does well, the, very very the little word, else. They worded it perfectly on SmackDown. I don't know if you've shown it, seen it, Andy, but they said I fast forward through most of it. Yeah, they they basically said Becky and Charlotte are the they're the two women's wrestlers, and I think Charlotte called Carmella a diva. She's she's one of the <laughs> she's she's part of the old generation, and it, it's perfect way of doing it. I'm yeah, throwback. It. Yeah, she she's. She ju- she is just an old old school diva where the matches are shit, and she shouldn't really be there. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, uh, there, yeah, I'm, I'm there was potential at one point, but it's just been too long now. I mean, there is obviously still no. potential, but she shouldn't have the title, and she's been put over by the two best workers in the business. Um, and well, that seems to have caused some issue with Asuka, if rumours are to believe, which is obviously yeah, great. Well, <laughs> apparently, apparently, the, apparently, there's no truth in the rumours, though. That Asuka's not. No, she, thankfully, she's not looking to leave or anything like that. Uh, what about Becky Lynch turning heel? Do you, do you think that's a possibility from this? Then, um, I uh, think that's what we the... get out of this. Sorry, that's what we maybe get out of this is Becky Lynch, Charlotte. Yeah, I think. I, well, that's the, hopefully the way you go. Hopefully. Uh, I think Becky is probably due a title run. Obviously, she was the first women's one. Um, hopefully, she turns. Maybe, maybe not turns at SummerSlam, but maybe eventually turns because you have to get the rematch with Carmella out of the way. So maybe she wins without turning here, beats Carmella on SmackDown one week, and then you can kind of turn then. But I think I think one of them's got to turn, and obviously, thinking long term, Charlotte's probably gonna fight Ronda at some point and I think Ronda's too popular to be a heel so maybe Charlotte's the one to turn long term um, mm. but um, may- maybe Becky because she's been a face for so long so maybe Becky turns this time but I think one yeah. of them's got to turn but I think long I think it won't be this t- I w- it won't be Sunday but it might be a couple of weeks down the line Mm, decent shout, decent shout. Um, SmackDown tag team titles. Then you've, I know we'd already mentioned it. Bludgeon Brothers versus wow. New Day. Yeah, not in, not particularly interested. Seen it before. I think SmackDown tag team division. Just it, the title. It, it needed freshen up. We needed to see a match that we haven't seen. Uh-huh. So if we'd have had the bar or sanity in in this yeah. match with them, it's something different. That, I feel like my, you've been here before. Issue. Yeah, that's my issue with it. I mean, you could have had, you could have had the Bludgeon Brothers. Obviously, their tag team title run hasn't gone great because they've only faced two tag teams, <laughs> and they did. That's how they won the title. They faced them two tag teams, and all they've done is fought them two tag teams. It's stupid. Um, so yeah, I mean, I thought I really want to see Bludgeon Brothers versus Sanity. Sanity were obviously a face um, in NXT. And they could have came up and fought the Bludgeon Brothers like that, and it would have been pretty beautiful, beautifully destructive. Um, but at the same time, the bar—they're not going to get outpowered by anyone. I mean, you've got these two build monsters. The all the Sheamus is obviously a machine, and Cesaro's build is the strongest pound-for-pound bloke in the company. So they—that could have been interesting. But the what wasn't the final? The use? No, it was the Bar versus the New Day, wasn't it? So, yeah. 
I'm just surprised it wasn't the Usos versus New Day for the bloody final, which would have been terrible. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it really needed new blood, and unless they're going to put it on um, New Day or split the New Day, whatever, the New Day needs freshening up. Um, the tag team titles need freshening up. I, I'm not saying take it off the Bludgeon Brothers, but the, the matches have been dead since WrestleMania, and the Bludgeon Brothers are suffering for it, because now, now they're making them do squash matches again, which is not good. It's restarting yeah. the process. Um, so yeah, but, after this, whoever wins, it needs to be the bar or the uh, or sanity for it to be freshened up. I would agree. Uh, Braun Strowman defending the money in the bank uh, against Kevin Owens. I, I think uh, I've got to say, look, I think Kevin Owens has been utilised terribly for probably mm-hmm. well over a year now. Unfortunately, uh, the best talker in the company. For, for my money, he is the mm-hmm. best talker in the company. Um, him alongside Samoa Joe can be the best heel in the company. Yeah. And, and he's just not been used too well. But I've got a funny feeling here that he's going to win this match. He's going to get the money in the plank. And then we're going to have Kevin Owens as, as um, Universal Champion before the end of the year. I was thinking before the end of the night, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, stranger uh, things have happened. Stranger yeah. things have happened. I think I think we said it at the time, Braun Strowman doesn't suit being money in the bank. Hall, no, does he, he doesn't need it. He, he does, yeah. That's the thing. You know, it, it, for me, it was it was an odd choice to put it on him. I know the whole thing, monster in the bank. Oh, that sounds like a fun, you, you know, a little catchphrase. That's good. For me... What he's about, the way he's presented, he, he doesn't need a contract. He doesn't need yeah. that because he should be he should be in the reckoning anyway. It's it's for me it's it's better placed on a heel, a sneaky yeah. heel who can who can use it. And you, as a viewer, you're wondering every week: Are they going to cash in? Are they going to cash in? Whenever you see the champion in jeopardy, and well, I guess that's the thing on Raw, you you very rarely actually see the champion, <laughs> and you certainly don't ever see him in jeopardy. But you know, on an, as things would normally be, you if you see that champion in jeopardy, you wonder: Are they going to get cashed in? And and that sets that up. It's it's interest. It's something. It's a bit of intrigue and. And then Raw desperately misses that. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's a weird one. I think, I think either way, whoever wins this match is going to be champion by the end of the night. I think that's the way the way I'm going to do it. But that's, that's... if say if Braun Strowman cashes in on Lesnar, that makes sense. But if Braun Strowman cashes in on Roman Reigns, I, I don't get what the idea is because Strowman's probably more popular than Roman Reigns in all sectors of the fans. I think Reigns is obviously quite liked by the kids and stuff like that, but in terms of all of them, like hardcore fans, Strowman's quite popular. So if he catches on Roman Reigns, it's going to be really confusing for the both of them. <laughs> so you won't know who's the face and who's the heel. So I think Strowman's either going to cash in on Lesnar or Kevin Owens is going to cash in on Roman Reigns. I think that's the way I'm going to do it. So it kind of depends mm. who wins each match. Yeah, I like it. I like it, and and you know it's it's uh, you could see either things happening, and that makes that's that's for me for this match. I don't expect the match itself to be fantastic because there'll be a lot of smoke and mirrors involved, and and it's more about the outcome. And then we, once we get the outcome, where then we start thinking, okay, now I'm that little bit more interested in the actual Universal Championship yeah. match, and yeah. I mean, well. We should leave it to the end, but no, let's do it. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, then 
So you think dependent on the outcome of Strom and Kevin Owens yeah. will depend on the outcome on this one? Or, or, or yeah, yeah. Do you I think, think, I think, that's do you think we're, we're seeing the title change? I Regardless. Think, I think... I'll put it this way. I think Roman Reigns will win, but I don't want him to. I know I, I desperately want the title being weekly and stuff like that, but I don't think Roman Reigns deserves to be the one who beats Brock Lesnar. We've seen all these people have good matches with Brock Lesnar, and I know that it's, it tends to be smaller guys apart from Samoa Joe, but Roman Reigns has had so many opportunities with Brock Lesnar, and all the matches have been pretty shit. Let's be fair. Mm. Most of them have been high-profile crap matches. Apart from the Seth Rollins cashing. And that was about Seth Rollins. Yeah. I don't it's... think he deserves the moment. And I know it's going to get jammed down our throats. And Roman Reigns is going to have the big moment. And I hope. I hope for that. Then Kevin Owens cashes in. So I kind of hope Roman Reigns wins. So Kevin Owens can cash in. But I think. I think someone like Strowman deserves the opportunity. To, to be the one who eventually beats Brock. So I'm going to say. Um, Brock will win and then Strowman will cash in mm. it, it's certainly plausible and I think whatever we however it goes you don't expect too much from this match no. and and I think the important thing has got to be at the end of this night uh, we, we've got to see the end of Brock Lesnar as champion it's you know over 500 days it's become predictable and it has come to the yeah <laughs> yeah that, that's the th- you know the thing is at first, yeah, okay, it makes him special. He's a, you know, he's a, he's a special performer, and you know, you're seeing him and seeing the title, you don't see it every week, and ooh, that works for a, for a short period of time, and then it becomes, hang on a minute, you know, where is the champion? Where is the title? Yeah. And it's it's gone past. I think it's gone way past that point to the point, and it is now. We it needs. We need to see the champion on on TV much more. So Lesnar, obviously, we're expecting him to to go back to UFC once again, one final run there. So yeah, it, it's got the, the title's got to change hands. However, it w- whatever permutation it is, it just needs to change hands. That's that's the most important thing. I think. Yeah. Whether Brock Lesnar wins this match or not, he can't leave the building as the champion. It, whoever, I mean, even if bloody like. Jinder Mahal came out with the money in the bank somehow. <laughs> no, no, that's that's not <laughs> get far, carried too away. Far. Yeah, too far. <laughs> too far. Um, well, Alexa Bliss, Ronda Rousey. I'm not overly struck on this. Um, I'm a bit, I'm I'm a bit sort of torn with Ronda Rousey. I think that they've used her well at times and other times not so well. I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. I just, I just feel a bit. Initially, she was, she was. You were made to think she was very, very special, but then using her in just normal segments and chatting and you know all the crappy backstage stuff and whatnot, it's just almost like she's just another one of the roster. And yeah, I, I I don't know. I again, you you know, I mentioned smoke and mirrors. I think there's going to have to be a lot of smoke and mirrors in this one in order for Alexa. To um, still be in a match if they're going to take it sort of ten minutes plus, um, but they should really, you know, it should really change the title here. But I wonder if if they will. I, I do wonder whether it's we're not going to see a title change and we're going to see some kind of schmoz finish. 
Yeah, it's kind of one of them ones where it's so obvious you kind of doubt yourself, don't you? It's like, well, they've built it up the moment she walked into the door that she's going to be the champion and eventually have a big match at WrestleMania. But is is it that obvious? I mean, we fought that with um, oh god, Nia Jax, didn't we? Um, but I I do think it's that obvious for a reason. I think Ronda Rousey will win. Um, but I think that, I think the only thing you can say about Ronda Rousey, we've all we've all doubted her for a for a debut on the second match, but she's always been the surprise of the night, hasn't she? She mm. always has been excellent. I mean, she was probably one of the highlights of WrestleMania, probably say of that, um, and was probably one of the best better ones against Nia Jax. I can't remember which pay per view that was, um, but you are right that the TV delivery. I think they're struggling to get a balance with it because she's obviously a special attraction like Brock. But you don't want a Brock situation where she's there every two two years. Um, <laughs> but I think I think they did well with that suspension angle where she was gone for a month. I think that kind of helped figure it out. But yeah, it's it's a diff it's it's difficult to balance her being a special attraction and part of her being the normal part of the uh, normal roster. But I think there's two things to pull out there. It's good that she's willing to be a normal part of the roster. Um, and she's working and That's she's a fair working point. and she's working raw. So if she becomes a champion, I think when she if she gets the title it'll be easier to make her that character. Mm. Um, I, I've got to say, her work it's so quick. It is yeah. it is lightning. The, the you know the way she puts the moves on, uh, the punches and everything that she throws, yeah. it's so it's so quick, it's so believable. Yeah. You know, it is fantastic. The you know, the, the execution it is just magnificent it really is for me i think all you need to do (laughs) as it might sound a bit cliched but stick paul Heyman with her and you've got someone to talk for her she is then a special attraction but she can still be there every week and still made to be special and she doesn't have to talk and you know and be feel like just another member of the roster when you've got paul Heyman there doing the talking and and how how cool will that be you know Paul Heyman being the advocate for a women's champion, you know, yeah. it's it makes the women's division feel a bit more special because although Paul Heyman's just a talker and a manager or advocate, whatever he called, he's been in the main event picture probably longer than any of the actual wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, it's just that delivery, you know. He'll sell any, he'll sell tickets, so. I know it's an obvious one, but anyway. Um, right, last couple of matches. Dolph Ziggler with Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins and the returning Dean Ambrose, all for the Intercontinental Championship. This is a feud that's been on fire. This is the best for me that Dolph Ziggler's looked in years. Uh, Drew McIntyre's really helped. Some of it is even, the couple, last couple of his promos have been really, really good, and I'd lost interest in listening to him talk. Uh, Seth Rollins has just been on fire, uh, no pun intended, for so long now. He, he is uh, he is well and truly back to that elite level, you know, one of the, the best in the world. And and Dean Ambrose back with a bit of a dodgy haircut, and uh, looks like he's bulked up a bit. And, and the, no this, neck. <laughs> yeah, no, this, this could be, um, this could be something. This could be the show stealer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think in terms of match quality, this is probably going to be the best one. Um, my only concern with this, it's been a bit obvious that Dean Ambrose is coming back as soon as this feud started and was more than one pay-per-view. It, it's, it's been a bit obvious that they the needed Ambrose to come back. 
My only question mark is what's the long-term plan with Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose? I mean, you you don't want him back in the tag team division, do you? Seth Rollins has been carrying Raw on his own for so long. Mm. He can't do that from the tag team division. So is Dean going to turn on Seth? Are they just going to do the thing and go the separate ways after the match? Kind of what they're doing with Reigns and, and, and these two. Um, so there's question marks about that, but I think this will be the match of the night. I think Dolph will win, um, somehow because I, I think they will do that Dean Ambrose heel turn because he, I know he's only just come back, but let's not remember how stale he was before he left. Yeah, and that's it. And yeah, the, your return is a big pop, but it's it doesn't take long to uh, to return to that sort of feeling of staleness after. The, the shine has sort of gone after a few weeks. So it's yeah. so easy to do as well. We just say, yeah. "Oh, you you left me. You forgot about me with all that." Jason yeah, Jordan exactly. Crap. Yeah, uh, but it's it's just easy as to. I think you as you mentioned, or Dolph Ziggler win. It doesn't have to be an obvious thing. Just a little miscommunication, you know. And and they're just sowing the seeds, and it and it could yeah. be a slow thing, built over the next couple of months, and we eventually get it, and that makes it interesting. And uh-huh. and yeah, that's I, so. What what about it being this being you know the very beginnings of Seth Rollins Dean Ambrose at WrestleMania? Do you, do you think they could stretch it that long? Possibly, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, maybe we get the fable triple threat match of the Shield. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we I think we got that on the original split of the rosters, didn't we? But it didn't get the stage it deserved. So maybe maybe that's the seeds of that. Coming back, because I think that is um, Vince's wet dream, isn't it? Having that, having that being a triple threat for whatever title. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it, I think it could stretch to that. Whether it does eventually become the triple threat or not, God knows. But it's such an e- it's such an easy feud to put together. And the first time around, it was good, wasn't it? It ended in hell in a cell where they both went through the announce tables, if I remember correctly. Um, Ooh, but no, I, I, think, I, I can't I th- remember. Yeah, yeah, I think it did. Um, but I think, I, yeah, uh, the most important thing for me is seeing a, a heel Dean Ambrose because that's what he is. He's a crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> and he suits being a heel. And um, with his new murderer haircut, I, I think it'll suit him even more. Um, <laughs> what would, oh, so what haircut would you like? Could you make me look like a murderer, please? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you ever you ever seen crime watch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think Dean Ambrose, whether it's whether it's Sunday night or whether it's a slow burn, as you said, I think he they need to see what he can do as a heel, um, but unless there's merch reasons to keep him as a face. But Seth Rollins can't go back to being a heel just yet because they finally made the face thing work, and um, they can't go back to a tag team. And obviously, they're both in the mid the mid card at the minute. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think they'll clash with each other eventually. Mm. So that just leaves the WWE Championship, the, the AJ real Styles. <laughs> yes, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. Now I've seen these two have matches years ago. I mean, like a decade ago or more in TNA. I saw them fight over the uh, X Division Championship. Uh, obviously, the guy, the both guys were in their twenties at the time. They're still phenomenal workers, no pun intended. Um, Joe is a tremendous heel. He's a tremendous talker as a heel. This 
if they let these guys just have the kind of matches that they can have, this could be something really, really special. I would love to see Joe get the title because I think it would be good for AJ having the switch at this point, and I think it would be good for the the title itself to to make the move. And for Joe, I, I think for everyone concerned, it would be a good uh, good time to switch. But I don't think they will, guy. Oh, the need to, the need to. It there can't be there can't be hope in that AJ Styles is going to put CM Punk out of the history books, can there? That's the only reason I think he, they could justify him staying as champion. Because, but he's 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 killed so much of the roster, AJ Styles. Not not from him, but he, he's fought everyone. I mean, he's he's doomed Nakamura to mid card obscurity. He can't do that to Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe's yeah. too good. I mean, in terms of sorry, we just saying you know record books and whatnot. There are previous champions with with much longer, much yeah. longer stints than CM Punk. So if WWE don't want to acknowledge you know longer stints and whatnot, it basically look they can easily turn back to uh, to, to Hulk Hogan and and others and just say yeah, there's the longest ones, the longest reigns in history, and whatnot. So. I, I I don't I, I don't think the CM Punk thing's really an issue. I don't think that's really sort of in the reckoning. Mm. I, I just not. I don't know. I just I just I don't know. I I just don't see the title changing. It was, but I would. Yeah, I hope I, it will. I get the fears because we were, we were adamant that Shin was going to get the WWE title, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I thought that was going to change. Even even if it was just him as champion for a couple of months and then it went back again. Yeah. Yeah, we we did feel that it had to happen, but they didn't pull the trigger, and now they've given Shin a different title, and Shin's doing well with that title. But yeah, it's I I think they just like AJ on top. Mm, I think I think they need some other Joe needs a title. He's yeah, he's the best thing. He's the best thing on SmackDown. AJ Styles is obviously an elite worker, but some other Joe is. He's just running this feud from a from a selling point of view. He's obviously attacked him a couple of times, and he's made it personal with the, the family stuff. But he he's running he's running this feud so well. Um, yeah. It's not it's not quite it's not quite I'm your pappy, um, Eddie Guerrero and yeah and Rey Mysterio. It's not yeah. quite that that far down the line in terms of family stuff, but it's uh, yeah I, I look. For me, AJ Styles is the best in the world. I, I honestly, I, I firmly believe he is the best in the world, and the, the guy is incredible. But I think, I think you're right in that Samoa Joe is the one really doing the selling here on the microphone with this feud, uh, with the attacks and everything. Giving him the the title, it does help solidify Joe. But I think also it gives something new to to AJ for him to chase the title. You know, you know, a bit that fire in the belly that he's coming after something rather than he's just defending and fending off a challenger. I, I think the dynamic of it, I think it would suit the two of them better. Well, you think about it, the last heel champion we had was Jinder Mahal. Yeah, that, but... that needs. We need to see what a proper heel champion. I mean, you can't even call Brock a heel. He just, he's. He's liked by some people and he's hated by some people, and I think people are just bored of him now. But Brock t- pretty much just switches it on whatever it needs to be. We've not had a proper heel champion 
but I'm not I'm not even gonna call Jinder Mahal a proper heel. He's just hated because people didn't think he was good. But I'm not even sure who the last good heel champion was. Um, Kevin Owens on on yeah. Universal. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. If you were, you, it, yeah, it, you got your proper heel, as in the way they're presented, yeah. week in, week out. Yeah, like even even Bray Wyatt was a bit of a, I don't know he was a, a fucking a tweener. Yeah, he was in between. He was liked and hated by people. Yeah, some more Joe's obviously liked because he's mint as a heel, but he's hated for a reason. He's he's good at what he does, and we've not had that for so long. I think I think it's been screaming out for it. I think both shows have been Raw's obviously in desperate need for a weekly champion. It's just for but, a champion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But SmackDown, it, I think it needs fresh. Maybe, maybe Shin, because obviously Japanese and it, it's not as clear. Maybe they're put off by that. But Samoa Joe's perfect. He's obviously not what Vince looks for in a wrestler. He's a bit chubby and stuff like that. But Samoa Joe, character-wise, is the best in the company. You said AJ Styles is the best in the world. To my limited knowledge of wrestling, I don't watch Japan and stuff like that. I, I'd agree, it's between him and Seth Rollins. Um, from my WWE to, and, and um, Champer and Gargano is probably in there as well. Um, but Samoa Joe's probably the best character for me. Mm. In That's WWE, it. he's the best yeah. character, by far. What I mean, either way, I think this will be a hell of a match. Yeah. Um, and I just hope they give it the time and let these guys do what they can do to make it pretty damn special. And, and, and as for where the title goes, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But overall, you know, as we said, look, the three matches on, on the pre-show, ten matches on the main card. That's an awful lot of content. It's gonna, it's gonna probably be on for like four and a half hours. It's, it's an awful lot to sit through. So, uh, are you, ha- what would you, what are you expecting it to be sort of really good in parts, terrible in others, or just same, a bit in the... Same as every other takeover weekend. I'm gonna watch takeover easily on the night without even thinking about going to sleep. I'm gonna to get to SummerSlam. Probably watch the first match where it's really good, and then there's going to be a couple crap ones, and I'm going to be snoozing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll watch it on the morning, and it'll be all right. I think it's it's so hard because as you said, the cards are too big. There's going to be there's going to be really good points, and there's going to be shit points. It's yeah. just it's the same for every big pay per view now. You can't say it's going to be a good show because there's always down points now. It's it's uh, it's disappointing to do that, but. Let's just hope the highs outweigh the lows, shall we? And I think I think this one has potential to do do so. I mean, Dolph v Seth probably going to be my pick for the match of the night, but I think AJ v Samoa Joe is going to be up there. Yeah, you've got and let's say Daniel Bryan versus the Miz. You yeah. know, we've we've got we've got in there. We've got three matches that Even you Shiver, would expect Jeff could be good. Yeah, I, I see. I don't think that'll go long enough. I do. I do yeah. think we're not going to get much in the way of an actual match from that. So I, I think. You know what we'll come away with is probably three memorable matches, a few other memorable moments, and some pretty forgettable moments as well. So it's yeah, it it it's a shame as for an old school fan like myself, it's a shame that SummerSlam you know was one of one of the big ones. It doesn't. It just kind of feels like a elongated version of just another pay per view. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's the one. I mean, it's <laughs> it's what we said about WrestleMania as well, wasn't it? It's just too much. Elongated um, slam. It's not. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, not not too catchy. Yeah, not 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 so great at selling the tickets. Uh. Ah, well, well, there you go, folks. Anyway, look, it's going to be a hell of a weekend. Like we say, you know, takeover should be incredible. SummerSlam, hopefully, will have some really memorable bits to it. And who knows, the end of the show could be something pretty special, you know, with with something significant happening with the Universal Championship. But whatever does happen, you can be uh, rest. You can rest assured that we will be back next week to talk about it all we will cover all of it and guy i believe um the analyst himself mr mochacha will be with us next week to review it for episode 100 of the uh the pro wrestling index i, I hope so i hope so he's got no excuses yeah. now he's not on holiday <laughs> yeah he's told us he hopes to be available for us uh, next week anyway and we can get together uh, episode 100 big thing and um hopefully we'll have some significant title changes uh and amazing matches to look back on and discuss but anyway until then until next week from myself andy wales and from guy drinkle here at the pro wrestling index on the anfield index podcast channel until next week it's bye bye now and thanks for listening Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.